Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it is such an honor and a privilege to come before you and share God's word. And I'm not taking it lightly. I just told the Lord, it is you. It is your name. So don't even think I'm standing here. Receive it as if the Lord is speaking to each one of you. It is the Lord. It is a simple word, but it's a word that is being covered up with so much deception. So let's, you know, just uh, uh, go into a time of prayer and uh, listen to what God has to say to each one of us. Abba Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Lord, for bringing everyone here. And I thank you for everyone watching online. And I believe that you're going to speak to everyone. Hallelujah. And you're going to reveal something, even as Pastor Jiju was saying, some mindsets are going to be broken today. Some mindsets are going to be broken. Some eyes are going to be opened today. I believe that, Father, for your glory, Father Lord. Speak through me, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, quite some time back, one of the young youth kids uh, called me and she was just saying, Auntie, uh, what do you mean by praying in Jesus' name? Uh, so she said, I know that we need to pray in Jesus' name, but really, uh, what is it? So that it's probably that she felt that it's become like a habit, something that you keep on doing. So uh, that kept me thinking, okay, yes, we do know it. So let me look into the word and find out what it really means to be praying in his name. And uh, so I was looking into the Bible. And I, as I looked, I saw that God gives a number of names to people. He changes their names with connection to their purpose or their destiny. If you look in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5, it says that um, Abraham was almost 99 years old, and he just had an Ishmael, and uh, this, but God had promised him something through Sarah. And God said in uh, verse seven, chapter 17, verse 5, No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. So God said, no more, no more Abraham. From today, you're going to be Abraham. You're the father of nations. So he even changed his name for that. And in the same chapter, God speaks to Sarai and says, you know, you're no longer Sarai, you're Sarah. And Sarah is a princess. And he says that I bless you today and you're going to be the mother of a nation. So that is the, the power of a, a name. And I was just looking at the New Testament also. In uh, Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it's about the angel comes to Joseph and is telling him that, oh, Mary has conceived by the Holy Spirit. And the, and, uh, the angel tells Joseph in Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is Yeshua in Hebrew. And Yeshua means Yahweh saves. And God specifically gave a name that meant something, that meant what this child would do, and says, Yahweh saves. So you see, the name refers to the essence, the defining quality of a person. It can denote the nature, the purpose of that person. And 
so so we know that okay names were important in those days but how did the name of jesus become so powerful william shakespeare in his play twelfth night and i love this quote in, when you're a young kid they ask you who said this who said this and this is one quote i knew so when i was reading this yes this is a quote i know it says some are born great some achieve greatness and some have greatness thrust upon them so the three ways where people can be great some are born great if you're born into a royal family you naturally become you the, you have the potential to become the king in future or at least a prince or princess uh so that that's something that you're born into and secondly there is some who have uh, some some who achieve greatness like alexander the great after his whole conquest this such a you know he was so great one of the greatest conquerors even nebuchadnezzar one of the greatest empires in those time and even now we say may have been one of the greatest kings so they achieve greatness and thirdly some have greatness thrust on them so uh, we know in england how uh, there's a there's a system where they the queen can make uh, people knights or dames uh, where people of some uh, excellence they will be chosen and given knighthood and from that time they're given an honor and they're called sir or dame so that is uh, where the honor so it's such a privilege for those people to you know to be Uh, part of that that uh, in england they honored a, to a great de- degree so that is where on where their name has been bestowed on them they have been famous in their fields but because of this knighthood something more has been bestowed on them so there are different ways where people can become great but jesus is great in all these three ways he was born great he achieved greatness and he had greatness thrust on him so let's look at the word about that he he was born he inherited this name a powerful name so when did he inherit this name if you look at the word when he was in heaven with the father did he inherit it he already was god he didn't inherit it was his inheritance means something that you give to your offspring you know he in heaven it was his so that's not where he inherited this name and when he came to earth we read in philippians he it says that he stripped himself of all his glory and came so when he came in a manger he never had that he didn't come with that inheritance so he didn't inherit it even as he was born so when did he inherit this great name if you look in hebrews chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 it's a chapter about how uh, where the writer is telling the people that jesus is higher than the angels because there was a confusion amongst the he- the Jews they always gave a lot of importance to angels but he is telling them no jesus is higher than them and in chapter 1 verses 3 to 5 it says who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they 
For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So it's written very clearly here. He has inherited a name that is so excellent. And not only that, to which of the angels has God spoken and said that this is the day that I have begotten thee. That gives you a clue. This inheritance came when when the Lord, when God declares that this is the day my son is begotten. If we look at another scripture in Acts chapter uh, 13, Paul is, is speaking in the synagogue uh, about uh, who Jesus is and how, how Jesus was risen up and how, the, how Pont, uh, Pilate had put him to death and how God the Father raised him up. And in verse 33, Acts chapter 13, verse 33, it says, God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So when was it that Jesus was begotten? When he was raised up. Oh, wow. So that is the day that he inherited this great name. Jesus is called the first fruits of resurrection, the firstborn of creation. It's not that he was born first, but he is in preeminence. And on that day, when he did that conquest, he inherited a great name. So that's the first thing. And the next thing is, by conquest, he achieved greatness. Um, in Paul's prayer to the Ephesians, in uh, I'm not taking the chapter, but we see that Jesus has been seated after God raised him from the dead. Jesus was seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion above everything. So that because he has conquered and he's seated on that, in that position of authority. And if you read in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So having disarmed, he's disarmed all these powers, principalities and powers. And some version says he stripped them of their power um, and uh, paraded them. Uh, earlier in the earlier days when a roman uh, when the roman army had took up victories the after the i, I mean they defeated a, a place they would come back to rome and parade where the general will be in front and behind uh, his his soldiers and at the back there would be all the defeated uh, kings and you know all their spoils and it was such a victory parade so just imagine now that that is what jesus did he walked in he conquered death he conquered uh, death and and rose again and then he now and that after that he led a parade where all the principalities and powers just sheepishly walked behind him saying that we are defeated just imagine and even as it was shared earlier there is no problem too too difficult for our god because he is victorious we believe in a victorious god so he conquered and thirdly it was bestowed on him that it was thrust on him. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 to 11, it says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above 
every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so because he was obedient and he humbled himself down and he died on the cross in obedience because of that God the Father has bestowed on him a name that is above every name so you saw in these three ways Jesus the name of Jesus has become so powerful he has inherited it he has conquered and it has been bestowed on him okay so what is the purpose for what purpose was this name made so great for who is it for whom it is for us for us the church for you and for me this name has become the name that is above every situation like it's for our benefit it's like the a power of attorney uh, my parents were abroad for a number of years and uh, my father had a property and uh, he had to sell that so they couldn't come at that time and just imagine keeping you don't know when the buyer is going to come and they can't run around so my father gave the power of attorney to my husband and he said okay this uh, you you decide what to do go ahead and do the uh, fill the deed and within 3 4 months we got a buyer and we sold the property so i was just thinking we didn't need them at all everything we did as my father desired but it was the, you know receiving the money writing the agreement everything was done without him the same way jesus was here but now he is gone and he has given us the power of attorney and he is saying you have that authority do it why aren't we doing it why aren't we doing it because we don't know that we have been given this power of attorney so remember this is for the church and okay if you ask a lawyer what is the uh, what how uh, what is the value of the power of attorney it depends on what is the backing or what is the power invested in it suppose it's a small thing if the person owns only a small thing that's going to be a small uh, deal but if it's someone who's who owns something big and 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 think that the value increases so let's look at how much power our uh, jesus has given us in matthew chapter 28 verse 18 he says and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth and the next verse he says go and make disciples so what is the connection he's saying that i have been given the whole authority now i invest in you go ahead go make disciples of all the world that the great commission so he has given us that authority he's got authority over heaven and earth and in ephesians chapter 1 uh, it's written about how i told you earlier that the, uh, that god the father has placed jesus at the right hand at his right hand and above every principality and power and might and dominion and he is the head of the church and we are the body and everything is below our feet so just look down at your feet and say everything is below because he has given me authority he has given us the authority yeah so jesus with his resurrected body is there at the right hand of the father but that name has all the authority all the power all the dignity all the majesty and all the glory that jesus the person has the name stands for that person this honor this glory this authority has been invested in the name of jesus and now that name has been given to us tell yourself this name has been given to me 
This name has been given to me. The early church understood the power of the name. So I was looking into Acts um, and I was looking to the book of Acts and I was thinking, my, the first 10, 11 chapters are all about the name of Jesus. So powerful. And they knew the authority and they were just, some of them were uneducated. They were illiterate, but they knew that power. That revelation was so key to the growth of the church in soon after Jesus uh, rose up. So I was just thinking, what does the, that power, that name mean to us as a church? And I found that there are five areas. There may be many areas, but five main areas where we need to claim this name. First of all, this is the name that gives us salvation. Yeah, Jesus means Yahweh saves. Yeah, he saves, he saves. When Jesus was born and he was taken to the temple for the first time, there was a man of God, Simeon, who had been praying for years and the Lord spoke to him and said, you will see the salvation, the Messiah, you will see, then only you will die. And so he was so filled with the Holy Spirit and he went towards this child. He sensed that the child had been brought. He went to the child, took the child in his arms and he says in Luke chapter 2 verse 29 and 30, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation. So he is the salvation. And also we read in Acts chapter 4, after a miracle uh, that was done in the hands of Peter and John in the name of Jesus, how uh, Peter explains that it is through the name of Jesus that this happens. And then he says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name. And this is the name that saves. Any of you who are watching, if you are not have not known this, I ask you today, the Lord is calling you to salvation. This is the name by which we are saved. This is the hope that we have. And whoever calls upon his name will be saved. So the first thing that that God has given us as a church is that salvation. And secondly, that name is given to us in prayer. John chapter 14 to 16 is a discourse by Jesus uh, at the day just after the Last Supper where he talks to the disciples and tells them a number of things. And if you look into those three chapters, you will see that Jesus keeps on telling them about his name. So I was looking through some, some of those verses. And in John 16 verse 23, it says, And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So he's talking about prayer here. Asking the Father in my name. So we know that Jesus is our intercessor. Right now, in he, in uh, Romans chapter 8, it's written that Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. So have you thought what he does interceding? Is he saying, uh, Kavita wants this, that, that, that. Is that the way he is interceding? That Just imagine the whole world, he'll have to, you know, say all that. Is that the way he's interceding? So just think about that scene. Just imagine yourself. You've come and you're praying in the presence of the Lord and And uh, Jesus is saying, Father, 
this is my daughter kavita who comes who's coming here in my name and she has been washed with my blood and uh, she has come with a request so that's the intercession and then the father says yes i know this is the child who is found you know been accepted in your name and so let her come in my presence and let her request be made known wow and that is what he is doing and if you look in this chapter if this verse it says that you ask anything in my name ask and you will receive that your joy may be full do you feel happy about getting all your requests or even your kids are they happy about everything that you give them it's sometimes we just want for the sake of wanting we don't really need it you know so many things i want this and but then after that there's no happiness but here he's saying that you're going to ask that your joy may be full so when would that happen when you pray according to his will when his desire becomes your desire so even in that discourse it's written written abide in me and let your my words abide in you then when you ask it will be done for you so you learn when you learn to pray according to god's will then your joy will be full so that is a way we need to, so we need him this name in prayer that's the only reason why we can go boldly and next we have in doing his works in john chapter 14 verses 12 to 14 says most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it so here he's actually that verse is connected to doing the works it's not prayer it's doing the works if you you if you believe in me you will do greater things and the next i mean is in ask anything in my name so the word ask in uh, greek that word means demand also so he's saying that go and demand in my name that these things will be done why so that my father will be glorified when you do the works of god in his name the father is glorified when you ask in prayer your joy is filled when you when you uh, do the works in his name his name, he will be glorified the father will be glorified so looking through uh, some one or two instances in the book of acts acts chapter 3 it's about peter and now most of us know this peter and john they go they go to um uh, they go to the temple and uh, they've come to the gate beautiful and there a man who has been uh, lame from birth sitting at the uh, at the te- at the beautiful gate and he's waiting for alms yeah and uh, he's looking at peter and john expecting some alms from them and uh, they look peter looks at the, at him and says we don't have anything what are you looking at us and then he goes on and says in verse uh, acts chapter 3 verse 6 peter says silver and gold i do not have but what i do have i give you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk wow and he takes his hand up and lifts him and he just gets up and he is walking and jumping and praising god hallelujah so you guys even if you don't have silver and gold it's okay if you have the name of jesus 
you can see the miraculous you don't don't have to depend on all that just they knew that okay we don't have things that the world has but we have the name of jesus and in that name you rise up and so this man just jumps up and then a lot of people sort of come there rushing and seeing this miracle because this man has never walked till then he's almost 40 years old and they rush around and they look at peter and john and then peter says why are you looking at us we didn't do we didn't have anything to do with this it is the name of jesus hallelujah that and then he goes on in verse 16 to say and in his and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know yes the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all so his name and faith in his name has made him whole and then after that uh, the suddenly the, the seeing the crowd all the officials of the temple they come and they take peter and john in custody and then the next day they keep them in custody for a day and the next day they have a questioning session so they all come around and they ask in chapter 4 verse 7 and when they had set them in the midst they asked by what power or by what name have you done this so even the authorities know that these people have done it by some power some name and they're asking by what power and by what name have you done this and peter goes on and explains it is by uh the power of jesus that we have done it and verse 10 acts 4 verse 10 it says let it be known to you all and to all the people of israel that by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom you crucified whom god raised from the dead by him this man stands before you whole and then after that they said don't preach in this name anymore and they were forbidden so peter said how can we not preach can we shouldn't we obey god more than you But anyway they sent them away back and they went back and the all the disciples got together and they started praying and just imagine they prayed for boldness and in acts 4:29 and 30 it says the disciples are coming together in prayer and they're saying now lord look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant jesus they are praying that when they go around that the lord will stretch his hands out and in the name of jesus these people will be healed and what happens there the whole place shakes it just the whole place shakes they're all filled with the holy spirit and there's a new boldness shouldn't we as a church be praying like that when we come together say lord when we go out from this place let us go in your name and start seeing miracles let us do that let us do that let that be our aim in church not just to come every week and hear something i i want to hear some testimonies in the coming weeks where from today some of those mindsets will be broken and that you will go out and go and lay hands and heal uh, in the name of jesus let it happen let it happen and at the same time we see in acts chapter 19 Paul is doing a number of miracles uh, and uh, everyone is so you know surprised yes this man is doing so many miracles in the name of Jesus and uh, so as a result the jewish exorcists they decide okay this sounds, this looks good let us go and 
start you know uh, healing people or casting out demons in the name of jesus and they go around trying to do that and the, we know the story of the sons of skiva and they are the sons of a jewish priest so they don't know jesus actually but they try to go uh, to a person and uh, they say in the name of jesus uh, be uh, be healed or be healed and then that man who is possessed by the demon says i know paul i know jesus but i don't know you and then the the man just jumps with the under the power of the spirit and just beats them and and uh, they're running out naked and because of this in acts 19 verse 17 it says uh this became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified when we go in the name of Jesus and when people see us walking in that in the power of that name fear will come around our land of this person of this name truly as pastor has been preaching about the glorious church this is what the lord wants a church that knows the power of this name the church that grows and walks in this power so that everything else all fear will come about this name so we need to believe it's not enough to just use a name it's not a magical formula you need to be a child of god for one thing you need to have that relationship and you also need to understand the authority you have in that name yeah Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 says and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover it's not written here that these signs will follow the pastors it's written these signs will follow those who believe the believing ones how many of you are the believing ones yeah raise your hand everyone's very sure they say <laughs> let me see even the kids can raise your hand saying we are the believing ones yeah these signs will follow those who believe uh for me uh my at, at home i have my my husband's father who is quite sick and uh, he's got dementia so he had a, a problem with a hernia so that hernia comes and goes but in between he gets severe pain he used to get pain and uh, and once it gets uh, painful it doesn't reduce back and then he's he, he he's very restless and then he would start vomiting so we used to have a, a phase in the beginning of this year there were many days where he would suddenly you know feel uncomfortable and you know that and he doesn't sometimes he would be walking around and when he walks it gets worse so we'd get him lie down and then my husband and me would reduce the, he would uh, reduce hernia and and many times it would be okay but at a particular season probably in around february quite a few times he would get this hernia and it would be quite bad and i would really be praying because he has got dementia can't think of taking him to the hospital getting him through a surgery and all those things so we pray and one night it was really bad so he was restless he couldn't lie down he would you know he'd be in such pain and he'd sit up and then probably warm it a bit and you know so that night uh, uh my husband usually sleeps next to him so he was praying for some time and i said listen you go sleep for some time i'll just sit and pray sit next to him anyway everyone can't sleep so so i sat next to him and i was just praying in the name of jesus that he'd be healed that we won't have to go to the hospital for about one or two hours and uh, 
sometimes he'd, he'd lie down, then he'd get up, then he'd vomit again. I was realizing that he may, you know, be deprived of all the fluids. He's quite old, no? so uh, you have to be careful. So then my husband came and said, yeah, why didn't, uh, what should we do? Then I said, I'll go pack the uh, bags and we'll get ready. And I just kept the bag ready. Suppose we need to go to the hospital. But then anyway, we kept on praying. We'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll keep on praying. Let's see. Because even if you go in the night, go into the casualty waiting and all that. So let's wait. Let's pray. And then he said, you go and sleep for some time and I'll pray. So I went to my room, but I couldn't sleep. But I kept on praying. And around five o'clock, the Holy Spirit said, the victory is yours. You, the battle is won. And uh, when he said that, I just woke up. After some time, I went there. My fa- uh, uh, upper had slept and the, the hernia had reduced. Praise God. And we didn't have to take him to the hospital. And after that, that is about eight months back, it's not happened again. He has a hernia, but it's never. And I was thinking, my, that is the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, praise God. Our God is, will answer that prayer. Hallelujah. So, and then, so that is doing the works in his name. And the next is do everything in his name. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Even the ordinary things start doing in his name. You, whoever's watching, you may going through, maybe, maybe going through a season where you don't like your job. You don't like the, what you have to do at home or you're probably stuck with the kids and you have to do so much work. But I tell you, even that, even that, if you do in his name, it honors the Lord. Everything that you do, if you do in, even in the kitchen when you're cooking, do it in his name and the food will taste better. Okay, And the husbands will be happier. Do it in his name. So do everything in the name of the Lord. And finally, there's a call to suffer for his name. There is a call to suffer for his name. In Acts chapter 5, there is a healing revival at Solomon's porch where all the apostles, they are, you know, praying in Jesus' name and so many miracles are happening to the point that people would bring bring all the sick to the Solomon's porch and they would bring their beds and couches all ready, not only in Jerusalem, but even from other places. They would come in and be healed and then the temple authorities didn't like it at all. And so they took the apostles and they put them in prison. And that night, uh, an angel came. An angel came and said, okay, you, get, you, you go and set them free and said, go to the temple and preach. Preach the words of life. And they went, to the, and the, they went there. And the next day when the officials came, they couldn't, they, they didn't see anyone. They saw the prison gates were closed. The guards are outside, but there are no prisoners. And then they realize that they, they are preaching in the temple. And they go there and they are so angry because these people are preaching in the name of Jesus. And as a result of that, what happens is uh, they're deciding what should we do with these people? Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And they keep on saying, no, we have to obey God, not you. And then one, uh, uh, a teacher, Gamaliel, he comes there and he says, he advises the other people, listen, let them go. Because if this is from men, it will die down. But if it is from God, you will be opposing God. So they let them free. But before they let them free, they give them a nice beating. Yeah? And uh, in um, 
Acts 5 verse 40 it says, And they agreed with him, that's Gamaliel, and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. There will be times when we will have to suffer for this name. But that is beautiful. Not only the glory, not only the miracles, but we will learn to suffer for his name. Matthew's Gospel chapter 10 verses 21 and 22 says, Jesus is speaking about these, the end times, the persecutions. And he says, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Jesus has given us a warning. Probably you are the only one in your family who is saved. And because of that you are hated. Because of that you are suffering. But it's for his name's sake. It's for his name's sake. People may look at you and say, Hey, they're different. They're all they know is to talk about Jesus. But that is also for his name's sake. So let us suffer for his name's sake. In the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks to the churches and he's speaking to the church of Philadelphia. And that is the good church, the church that is doing everything right. And Jesus tells them in Revelation chapter 3 verse 8, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. See, that is the, the acknowledgement. You have kept my word and you have not denied my name. And Jesus appreciates them. And he says, there's a reward. And you know what the reward is? He says in uh, verses 11 and 12, Behold, I am coming quickly. I think Jesus is saying that even now. Behold, I am coming quickly. He's coming again. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and I will write on him my new name. Wow. He said, Philadelphia is a place where there were so many earthquakes and the only thing that will stand after the earthquake is the pillars. So God is Jesus saying that I'm going to make you a pillar. And many of these pillars had the names of those people who had built it and all that. So it's written on it. So Jesus is probably saying that I'm going to make each one of you a pillar. Yeah? If you can stand for this word. And if you can stand without denying my, my name. And I will put the Father's name and the name of Jerusalem. And I will put my new name on you. Abba Father. That is what we are called to. So the name of Jesus is a name that saves. It's a name by which we pray. It's a name by which we do the works. It's a name that we live every day. And it's a name that we may have to suffer more for. More. And I pray that these days, as a church, we will rise up in that revelation of this name. I pray, let not this not be just a word which I share. Because I have just shared scriptures. And that, oh, this is life. This scripture is life. And I pray that when I speak this word, you will understand 
the power in this name and that power will set you free in many areas where you are in bondage now whatever it is whether it is in your marriage whether it is about your children whether it is about your future or your job that name is above whether it is sickness that name is above every name hallelujah let's pray let's pray hallelujah lord i just pray lord that this revelation will become real to each one of you not only to them to me lord because if i knew this name i would go out and do the miracles that you did and greater works and i pray lord as a church that we will rise up in the knowledge of this name that you will open our eyes and open our ears and help us to operate in the way you want us to lord and lord help us to be pillars and lord we're waiting lord that you will write that new name on us father all for your glory in jesus name i pray amen amen thank you thank you for listening to this sermon for more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in